Educate Plus website. Um, I've previously offered my first three books to Educate Plus, but you can now download all four of them. Thanks to COVID-19, I've offered them publicly available via ResearchGate. And then there's other information about me at suelson.com. And I obviously welcome connections on LinkedIn. And this session's being recorded to put on the uh, Educate Plus Resource Centre afterwards. Some of the educational clients that I've looked after, there's a significant range of them uh, here on this screen, including uh, the ones with a star I've done some voluntary work with, and ones with two stars I've done both voluntary and... Sue, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's yeah. Tina from Educate Plus. Um, we could see your screen and it was fine. And now um, we can't see it. Ah, okay. Now we can see it. That's me. Oh. That's me sharing. Oh. I'm sharing. Oh, all right. Well, what okay, I might do so. is if I can get you to swap yeah. the screens, uh, we might do it that way. Uh, okay. So we're up to, uh, I've gone past the clients. We're on to the today one now. Yeah. The next one. Oh. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what I'd really like to do um, is help you guys understand uh, some of the um, things about LinkedIn um, in terms of you actually being able to have a company versus a school profile. So most schools um, in Educate Plus have already got to the school stage, uh, but others of you haven't yet. So for those, um, I'll show you the link. There's some goals that we can look at achieving as well as, um, and if you can just scroll down, because I'm not seeing this quite fully on the screen, um, but the process to convert your school from a company profile through to a school has to be completed via that link. So uh, if you haven't already done it, there's a, a link to follow. And then afterwards, um, we'll do some Q&A as well. So next slide, please. And can you make it full screen so that we can uh, see it just as one. Uh, okay. So, um, what I might do is just open the presentation so I can see it. I'm really sorry about this, folks. I never normally have this many technical issues, but with a new computer, um, it's just gone crazy today. Uh, Okay, so if um, when you have a school profile that is an actual school on LinkedIn, the benefit of that is that when somebody chooses it in either their education section or in their experience section, it's going to show uh, as the school profile and put the school's logo on that individual person's LinkedIn profile. So that's going to make a huge difference. Um, also, um, in terms of establishing some new goals, which is our next slide, uh, what you'll see there is that I encourage 80% of students to update their LinkedIn profile before completing their studies. So uh, in terms of secondary school, that's in year 11, because a lot of students are very anxious about year 12 and particularly this year. But um, it's a good time to get it started in year 11 and to update it uh, through both year 11 and year 12, particularly with any extracurricular activities. And likewise for universities, um, get students to do it in the first year of university study, just in case they leave uh, throughout their course. I'd also suggest that you aim to have 80% of your alumni from the last 10 years 
selecting your school or university in the education section of their LinkedIn profile and aim to increase your number of alumni that are actually recorded on the LinkedIn school profile by 10% per year. Um, also, if you have your own alumni offerings, so I'll be talking about that a little bit later, there'll be many people who won't want to update multiple online profiles. And I really encourage you to see LinkedIn as a tool that can actually be really well used for both uh, the local business and career market, as well as internationally. And some schools have got some really lovely videos that they've uh, been able to share, which is sort of an introduction to the school. And that's uh, a really good thing to have as well. Um, so the first one of my 10 ways to do it, and these are all mentioned in an article that I had published on LinkedIn, um, is to complete an advanced search on LinkedIn. So as you can see from the screen there, when you click the search box, you get all of these additional uh, search queries. Now you can do uh, several of these all at the same time so that you can try and track down people. So obviously um, you don't want to do too many at once because that will trigger off the LinkedIn algorithm and they'll identify that you're doing more searches than is within the allowed use for a personal profile. So uh, for that reason, um, you know, this is one way to do it, but do it in a staggered fashion. So I wouldn't suggest you do more than, you know, 50 searches a week uh, to be able to make sure that that works. And you can obviously look for information that includes either the person's name and or the name of the school, because obviously some people write the school, um, but they, their name may have changed. Um, so there's other ways to find that as well. The next one is to do an advanced search on Google. Now there's a link there. And what you can see from the image is that you can type in someone's name or the school name in that top box. And if you put it in inverted commas, it's going to look for that school name. Uh, but then also down in the site or domain box, you put the word linkedin.com. So what that will do is it'll go through the linkedin.com website and look for that information. Now, obviously it also follows that if you put the site Facebook or if you put TikTok or some other uh, social media, then you could search for people that way. Um, so, and also for those of you who don't know what Boolean search operators are, they're things like quotation marks. So it means that the text has to include those specific details. Not very good for a student called John Smith, uh, but um, somebody with a more unique name, it's really, really helpful. Um, and interestingly, my alma mater in Adelaide is Henley High School, and there's also another business on LinkedIn called Henley High School. So I don't know how that happened, but um, uh, yeah, if you, you can still use that search query uh, to find people that way. Uh, the third method is to reach out to existing and previous staff, students and alumni. So uh, Peter Buckingham is on this call and um, what he did is he was organising a reunion for Camberwell Grammar School here in Melbourne and wanted to go back to uh, the class of XYZ, I don't remember the exact year, Peter can probably mention that, um, to track down people. And so as he tracked down people, he sort of ticked them off his list. And then what he did was with those people, he emailed all of them and said, look, these are the, the 12 people we still haven't been able to find. Do any of you know how to reach these 12 people? And so then it'd get down again. They said, all right, so now, now that we've got, you know, a few more, 
uh, I'll send the email again. Uh, do any of you people know these last six people? And so that ongoing process uh, meant that he could actually track down everybody uh, from that class 30 years ago. Um, and so, yeah, it was a really good technique to, to just keep, you know, asking a question and following up. Now, obviously, there might be some really popular teachers, um, some significant alumni that might have really strong networks. Um, the university lecturer that supervised my research project at uni uh, has kept in contact with me, you know, ever since 2000. So, uh, yeah, even some lecturers will, you know, potentially know uh, some alumni that way as well. Uh, the next one is to use other social media channels. And uh, what you've got to remember is that there's about 10 million Australians on LinkedIn. Uh, average monthly users uh, is about three and a half million. But uh, on Facebook, there's over 15 million members in Australia. So obviously, it's a fairly good place to try and track people down. A lot of people have sort of more security settings on some of their Facebook profiles now. Uh, but definitely um, it's worth digging. And one of the schools I worked with in Sydney, uh, we actually found when we went into Facebook that they had a lot of um, people who were um, set up groups that on Facebook that were not necessarily part of um, the school's set up as in you know some rogue parent or some rogue student set up the class of xyz year and so they had to try and find the administrators for all of those rogue groups and try and get them back into the main school group so um, think about you know all sorts of groups or pages on these platforms as ways of, of tracking down people as well the next one is to utilise other alumni services. So some schools have purchased uh, software as a service platforms like Graduate or Potentiality. I have no uh, relationship with any of these. Um, I know that the Harvard Business School has a very extensive uh, alumni service. They even have a, a group that meets here in Victoria. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of um, interest there through, you know, different uh, databases that the school may have. And so I really encourage you, if you've got any of those platforms, to try and use that to find other people and then obviously get them to connect on LinkedIn as well. And um, regardless of whether you use those systems or not, I still believe it's really important to actively maintain your LinkedIn presence because there's over 660 million members worldwide. And for your alumni to be part of that group is uh, also very important. But also, if your alumni is connected to another alumni, that increases their search results in LinkedIn. So it's really beneficial for the individual to have that um, support as well. Um, there's also other online groups. Uh, some years ago, when I did my first research project, I was involved with Yahoo groups. They've changed that functionality now, but um, there's some groups that you might be able to look for, ask the moderator if it's okay to post and, and reach out to anybody who was, is in those Yahoo groups. Uh, LinkedIn has groups, Facebook has groups. Um, you know, there's lots of platforms that allow people to aggregate together. So uh, and the interesting thing is some people might be in groups, even though they have not listed 
the education on their LinkedIn profile. So, so be aware of that. They could be in the group, but, but still not have mentioned that they went to your school or university. So definitely worth checking that out. Um, the other thing you can do on Google is you can go to Google Images. And I use this as, um, uh, this is number seven, Google Image Search. Um, I was on a dating website once and uh, this guy's name was Peter Jones and this is a real life story and I, I couldn't find anything about him online so I took his image from the dating website and plugged it in here into Google Images and it led me directly to his LinkedIn profile because he had a, the same photograph on his LinkedIn profile. So, you know, I'm not suggesting this is the best way to find people, but if you've got old school photos, sometimes people uh, repost them on Facebook or on other platforms, and um, you might actually be able to find some people that way as well. Um, now, I haven't heard of anybody hiring uh, the next option, a, a private investigator, or that I have um, heard about schools, you know, getting students to help with social media and enrolments and, and alumni and all sorts of things. And, and sometimes um, projects at schools can be used to, uh, you know, track people down and, and use it as a report and get people to present their findings. So, um, you know, curious students who love a challenge uh, might be able to come up with even more creative ways of finding past alumni. Uh, obviously, some uh, past students' alumni will have passed away, um, so it may even be necessary to scan the local newspaper for, for death notices as well. So I'm sure that that could be quite an interesting uh, research project. Uh, the next one is to make some phone calls. Uh, I know it's very old technology, but um, a lot of people actually still uh, have information that's not available online and if you're using some sort of uh, voice activated virtual assistants uh, like you know your telephone Siri where's the nearest um, school uh, you know that's obviously not always going to be able to find that information unless that school is uh, you know recognized on the map and, and is in the system so uh, please consider you know, making phone calls and asking a few people. So as I said with Peter Buckingham's example, if uh, he didn't just email, but he actually made a few phone calls because some people miss their emails, um, that can be another way to find people. Some people choose to just delete all of their social media, particularly if they've considered early retirement. So uh, making some phone calls is another way to find some people out. The next one is make it part of your mission and vision to actually keep in touch with people because I've found that, you know, some schools are really keen to look after their alumni and realise the value, particularly for ongoing philanthropic donations, for enrolments, um, you know, children of ex-students wanting to consider your school as a, as a place to come. So, you know, it's, it's a sense of pride. I still remember my school logo of to strive, to seek, seek and not to yield. And so I have a very fond attachment. Um, in times like COVID-19, I think a lot of people want to reconnect in any way that they can. And so I think that that's a, a really important uh, way to, you know, focus, make, make it part of your mission to increase your number of alumni every year by 10 years. Now, as a little reward for you coming along to this presentation, I've included some bonus suggestions. So um, 
again, mentioning Peter, he's got a mapping solution where you can actually map your alumni by suburb. You could uh, then choose to run events. So I'm an alumni of the University of South Australia. And so they regularly run events in Melbourne and Sydney as a way for us to connect with other alumni from the university and also as a way to try and poach us back to South Australia. Um, but that can be very good at, um, you know, reconnecting with other people you may have lost one way or another. And also, if you publish those events on a public uh, site, as in Eventbrite, which would normally be useful for all of us, but even for online, um, it can appear in Google search results. So if you Google the school, those events can appear on Google search results and that might encourage people to say, oh yes, I went to that school. Um, and, and I'd really, you know, on this point, I'd really love to see more state schools uh, get involved with uh, reconnecting with their alumni as well. You can also provide written instructions to anybody who comes to these events to update their LinkedIn profile and also to follow the company profile. And you might even say, like, we're gonna keep a record of all of our ex students and pop their LinkedIn URL into their record on your school database. Um, some additional articles that I've uh, chosen to just uh, provide as a click-through link is the one I wrote, which this webinar is all about, how to find school, college and university students, staff and alumni on LinkedIn. There's also LinkedIn for academics and teachers and so on. LinkedIn for students and graduates. And on um, a couple of magazines, I wrote LinkedIn for schools, LinkedIn for universities. If any of you would like any copies of any of these um, or you want to find them for yourself, just check out sueelson.com slash publications. And now we're ready for questions and answers. So again, um, firstly, thank you for staying and thank you to Educate Plus for providing this opportunity. Um, I'll just look at the Q&A questions that are here. Um, so Mandy's asked, what if our alumni have made a spelling error in the name of the school? Yeah, look, it's gonna be much harder to find people with a spelling error. And that's why I really encourage you to do those multiple different types of searches. So in that case, um, you've got other ways to find them. You could also do queries on either Google or on LinkedIn with misspellings, you know, with an E missing or something like that. Um, and also, if you've reached out to individuals, they, they may know how to reach that person. Nikki Sayers has mentioned in New Zealand, we have a website called Old Friends. This was superseded by Facebook, it's now hosted online as an archive by the National Library. Oh, that's a great piece of information. Um, I also use the website archive.org, and that's really good at tracking down old versions of your school website. So if you used to keep this information on your school website, you might be able to find that there, and uh, that could also be helpful. And thank you, Nikki, for providing that link, um, natlib.gov t.nz slash blog slash post slash looking for old friends. Um, so yeah, that looks uh, really good as well. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I've got another one. Is the schools the same as a uni page from Oxford Falls Grammar? Absolutely it is. Um, I don't know why they call them schools instead of universities, um, but it is a university profile and it's called a school. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it is one and the same thing. Um, if you look up Siena College Camberwell, it's another one of my clients, um, you'll see it's a school, 
But if you do a search and look for companies, the same profile appears. So that means they've really got it the right way around. Another question from New Zealand, LinkedIn is very focused on professional sectors. How would you recommend tracking down non-professional alumni? Well, I've actually written an article called LinkedIn for Tradespeople. I actually believe every person should have a LinkedIn profile. And uh, the reason for that is it's very good at giving you search results for your name. So obviously, if you're Joe the plumber, um, if you've got a LinkedIn profile, it's more likely to come up and people can build a network. But that said, for those of them who just, you know, don't want to have an online presence, um, I would invite you, particularly if you know you've got a lot of people in a particular trade, to perhaps reach out to the professional associations uh, for those uh, trades and uh, mention that, you know, you'd like to track some people down. You can perhaps consider advertising in their newsletter. But again, trying some of those other techniques uh, could have worked really well as well. Marisa Black, after an email campaign for updating details, I had an older alumni call me because her daughter told her not to send in her details because it could be a scam. How do we ensure older alumni feel safe to update their details? Okay, so um, LinkedIn is a public platform. So whether you can do anything that makes it more encouraging or whether you can make sure that there's a post on the school profile that says we're tracking down alumni at the moment. If you receive a message from us, know that it's correct. Uh, you might wanna send it all out on a particular day or, um, you know, the best way to encourage people to definitely get a message is to send them an SMS. So, so that's, you know, another way um, to, to let them know that it's, it's definitely safe. But good on them for contacting you. Do you have any suggestions for how to get 80% of your alumni to update and link their profile to your school page? Thanks, Candice. Uh, get them to do it before they leave the school. Um, so in a class, you know, run by the careers teacher, hopefully, who has also got a fantastic LinkedIn profile, you need to, to model that. Um, but yeah, once they've left the school, it's a lot harder to get people to complete things. So it's much easier to do it beforehand. If we just do it to a school page, there's an auto link to the people that have listed us. Uh, thanks again, Oxford Falls. Um, only if they've chosen your school from the drop-down box. And if that school profile wasn't there, then potentially no. So you still need to make sure that the individual person has clicked your school profile on their LinkedIn. Tracy Suartio, I hope I've pronounced that right. What if you have two different school pages on LinkedIn listed already? Should you combine the pages? Absolutely. Um, you want to make sure that you, as the person contacting LinkedIn via a help ticket, has admin access for both of those pages. And I would also suggest you back up as much of that information as possible before you make the request in the unlikely event that some of that information is lost in the merge process. Jenny Tucker, we are Star of the Sea College and we don't come up when past students select this for education. Do you know what is wrong with and how we are set up? This has actually happened to another school that I worked with and we actually had to contact LinkedIn and ask them to find out what was the problem. And um, in theory, they fixed it up. Um, sometimes changing the name of the school um, can sort of reset it and then changing it back. So that might be another option for you. Listen to Gray, what are the key points to get year 11 students to create their LinkedIn profile? Do you see its purpose enough at that age? 
Okay, so one of the things that happens when you leave school is you lose touch with your fellow students very quickly. So if they see completing their LinkedIn profile as not only an opportunity to showcase their skills and um, their information, and please check out that article on LinkedIn for students because it provides a link to a student's profile that you can check out, um, is that uh, they need to maintain their network. There is no such thing as job security. And we all know that one of the best ways to get a job is through networking and referrals. So the year 11 students really need to be able to maintain that connection. And a lot of people will delete Facebook or TikTok or Snapchat or whatever, but they're likely in theory to keep their LinkedIn profile. So yeah, that's probably about the best I can do there. Uh, Deborah Hill, we have an independent alumni association. Do you suggest we have a LinkedIn page? This difference from the school. The school thinking is the audience is different. Do you agree? Okay, you still have to have the school page. And if you wanted to, you could have an additional page as the alumni page. But that still doesn't mean that things that you post on the alumni page will be seen by those alumni. The reason you have to have a school profile is so that they can select it on their LinkedIn profile so that you can track these people down. So some schools actually have a LinkedIn group, uh, but I'm involved in many, many groups. So I've actually deleted notifications from groups. So again, I may not see the content. So yes, you could definitely do it. I wouldn't suggest um, multiple years or something, you know, way out. Um, but, you know, I think it's actually good for the current school community to know what alumni is doing as well. So. I guess it depends on how much content you're producing. Sky Barry, we have an alumni that set up their profile a long time ago and have named our school in their education section. The problem is the school wasn't set up as a school page and not linking through. How do we bring them across, get them to update? Do we have to contact? I'm not able to search. Okay, that sounds like a bit more complicated one. Um, it looks like you, you will need to gain um, admin access to that school profile. And um, yeah, it can be tricky doing that. I've, I've had a number of clients who've had profiles set up by ex-staff members and it, you've got to be able to verify it. You've got to have your school email address on your school account. It can be done, uh, Sky, but it is just um, a little bit trickier to, to get through. So, uh, but, but persist please, because it's, it's definitely worth um, doing that. Uh, okay. I'll just see if we've got any more. Um, um, so we've got quite a few questions coming up in the chat. Right, okay, um, as well. So okay, can you so see that? not just Q&A. Yes, no. my goodness. Wow, yeah, okay, <laughs> we've got heaps. All right, so let me scroll down until we get past. I can hear Sue. <laughs> There's quite a few of those. I'm not uh, in control. Yes, uh, email the PowerPoint. Um, okay, well, I think we've, we've got the PowerPoint up. But yeah. yeah, all of this is going to end up on the, um, the Educate Plus website. And if for some reason you can't access it, just message me and I'm happy to shoot it through to you as well. Uh, I love sharing content and anything that's valuable um, is really important. Okay, right. Gee whiz, there's a lot of general messages. I'll just keep going. Presentation mode. Oh, in New Zealand, would it be year 12? Um, thanks, Mel. I'm not sure how many years of high school you have in New Zealand. 
but I classify it as the second last year of school that you would do it because in the final year of school, there seems to be uh, a lot of other things happening. What if alumni have lamed the school they went to, have not the one linked to the school's active group? Yes, yeah. so technically you're gonna to have to reach out to them directly and ask them to update their LinkedIn profile. Uh, Q&A, any tips on finding female members that have changed their surname when married? One of the things you can do on LinkedIn is you can include your married name. So um, it gives you the option in your name box to put your maiden name in. So what you might like to do when you're uh, educating your female students before they leave the school is that if they change their name, they can still leave their, their maiden name on their LinkedIn profile. But finding them, again, you're just gonna to have to use those other techniques and perhaps their friendship circles and see if those girls can pass you on uh, or, or you know, other students' mails as well. Uh, school LinkedIn page should differ from an alumni page. Um, the school page, in my mind, should be representing multiple audiences that would view that content. So it might be students, it might be parents, it might be alumni, it might be, uh, you know, people who are interested in donating to the school. So I think a mix of, of information is probably the best because you don't ever know who's going to be looking at it without you knowing. Um, I think other social media, like something like Facebook, is obviously really good for sort of sporting activities and things that are happening at the school now. Um, and yeah, a, a separate mailing list that goes directly to alumni seems to be the way to, to maintain most engagement because a lot of people are not always checking their social media. Uh, do you ever find alumni aren't comfortable with contact in any of these ways? Yes. Uh, some people have such bad memories or they may have been bullied and they just, you know, the thought of any association with school is just too much for them. And so that's why I would only suggest up to 80% of students, um, you know, is your target, never 100%. And it's also why I suggest so long as you're increasing the number of alumni by 10% per year, then you know that you're, you're still, you know, out there and connected with those people. Uh, Use event, may schools use Eventbrite in terms of data breach legislation? Okay, um, that's probably a question for a lawyer rather than me. Um, the only information that I collect on um, Eventbrite is first name, last name, email address, sometimes a mobile phone number, and how they found out about the event. Um, so I'm not collecting any private health information or any other details, um, but yeah, I, Short answer, don't know the exact answer to that question. I'd suggest you get an expert's opinion on that one. We have alumni that named their school and their profile a long time ago and it's not been linked. How do we bring them across? Um, you might be able to merge them. Uh, and it's not been linked to the school. Yeah, no, no. So you're going to have to actually contact each one of those individually and ask them to reselect your school. Uh, list do not contact and the date. That's a good idea. Maybe give an overview of the LinkedIn analytics where we can drill down into details of where our students. Okay, so when you visit the school profile, you'll be able to see the alumni 
and it automatically brings up that information on the screen and you can look at it more specifically. Um, when you've got a huge number of alumni, obviously it's going to uh, differentiate, you know, a lot more. Whereas if you don't have any alumni, you're not going to see as many results. And seeing as I can't show you my computer screen at the moment, um, I just suggest that you click, click, click uh, on the school profile and you will definitely see uh, those. A lot of the information is designed per member. So unless you actually individually look for each alumni, you're not always going to see that. Um, I'm not sure how much data you can extract uh, directly from LinkedIn in terms of uh, any downloads, but I know there are some uh, CSV export files that you can download from a company profile. So because I'm not a school with an alumni pay, you know, that alumni facility, I can't check it. But um, if you'd like to contact me and you can, we can share the screen, um, we can check it out together. Privacy legislation when using this information and updating our database. Okay, if anything is available on the internet, um, I see that as, you know, a, a way to track people down. How much of that information you keep on your database will obviously be according to your own privacy policy. Um, I would suggest that keeping the person's LinkedIn URL is a way for you to recheck it. But if you sort of kept it on record and then, you know, cross-matched it, I don't know, there might, there might be some issues with that, particularly if people have changed. Candace says, thank you, thank you. Uh, the motto of your school, can you mention that again? Ah, oh, uh, to strive, to seek and not to yield. Um, so, yeah, I'd love that school motto. It's, it's just been very inspirational in many, many aspects of my work. I'm a year 11 student is encouraged by his or her alumni to join LinkedIn and that student is subject of online abuse. Is the association liable? Okay, that sounds like a legal question uh, as well. Um, look, there is a setting on LinkedIn where you can hide your profile um, and there's also another setting where you can hibernate your profile. So if you go into the settings, you'll, you'll see those. Uh, let me know if you need questions on that. Um, people who are anxious, it's not worth pursuing them. You know, please just put them on a do not call or, you know, just, just allow them to reach out to you when they're ready. Because, you know, they may recover. Um, but in a time of crisis, I wouldn't pursue any of these things. I just think, yeah, you, you need to let the person recover first. I'm interested in the concept of building and maintaining tribe and pride. Oh, that sounds lovely in the institution, Fiona. From when I've seen a motto is very helpful in this regard. Yeah, look, it is. And um, I think that uh, a lot of people, even when they leave an area, still have, you know, some good associations with school, um, you know, particularly if they've done well at school um, but even if they've just been proud of some of their achievements or they were really encouraged by a particular teacher. Um, I was watching this program on television one day and it says every single person can tell you one teacher that they loved. And if you think about that now, I'm sure every one of you on this uh, webinar would be able to think of at least one teacher who was important to you. Um, I also watched an SBS Insight program where they brought back students and teachers together and it was such a lovely show 
and the adoration that these people had for those teachers who really inspired them. So, you know, doing a bit of a showcase of, of teachers on LinkedIn as, as part of your posts um, could also be another good way, not just the principal, um, but, you know, some of those, those favourite teachers um, could be good. And it, it helps people remember who left the school, oh, yes, I remember Mr. So-and-so or Ms. X. Um, and, yeah, I think that that's a nice way to, to develop that tribe and pride. Uh, Q&A isn't working. What is alumni who made the school they went to? Oh, yeah, we answered that one before. Michelle asked not to be contacted. Yep. Young alum, still a uni student, is doing fabulous things with her LinkedIn profile. Great. Uh, do come in and talk about why and how she manages profile. Excellent idea, Mandy. Um, absolutely. Um, getting an expert like me to talk about it, you know, when I'm over 25 uh, is, you know, not always the best way to do it. Uh, so incorporating somebody who's actually doing it and getting results in the language they understand is fantastic. And, um, you know, with their permission, if they're happy for you to share it to others, um, you know, I'd encourage you to do that as well. Uh, chat also could pursue and get answers. Thank you, Sheila. Uh, you tell me your school LinkedIn page up. Right. You can tell if it's a school, if you look at the URL and it says school in the URL instead of company in the URL. Thanks, Mel. Is it correct that staff at our college are encouraged to use the same LinkedIn company profile created? Okay, the company profile can be used to acknowledge or can be selected if you're listing yourself as a staff member, but it's still better to have that merged into the school profile because the school profile can be listed in the experience section as a staff member or in the education section as a student. So it's still better to get it across to a school profile. Alana, our LinkedIn page is still a company. How do we convert it? That link I gave you with ANUP in the URL, I think it was the first way, um, is the one that you need to fill out and they will merge it for you. Uh, Kylie, what stories information do you find has the best results on LinkedIn for alumni? Um, I think human interest stories are really important and not just famous ones. Like Camberwell High School had Kylie Minogue. So, you know, you could put another post about Kylie Minogue every week about Camberwell High School. Um, but I don't think it's the right thing. You know, I think it needs to be a breadth of people, um, you know, sharing different stories. And I think it was Monty St. Angelo Mercy College in Sydney has actually got a video on YouTube uh, showcasing some of their amazing alumni and saying, this is what a vet looks like and this is what a doctor looks like. And it, it actually was this really interesting video. Um, and I think that's very inspiring. And it was also mixed ages in that video. So um, yeah, it was a really lovely thing. From Carly, uh, this results, yeah. Is it correct that you're not allowed to use Eventbrite because their database is kept overseas? Again, um, as I said, I only get first name, last name, email, how they found out about the event, sometimes their mobile number. But um, even if you create an Eventbrite event, but tell them on the event listing not to register here, but to register on the school website, and hopefully they'll follow that instruction, um, that might be a way to get around it so that um, the information is not given to Eventbrite. Um, 
you know, often when I put an event on meetup.com, I, I tell people to register, you know, elsewhere so that I can get their details. Another question from Mel. The school has not used a robust process using LinkedIn to find alumni before they've dabbled. Sounds like we need a process, yes, with help of our careers advisor and then also a separate process to start reaching out to alumni. Excellent. We'd love to know what you would do to start encouraging alumni, i.e. in an email, encouraging our newsletters. Look, I think this is a message that basically needs to be fairly consistent. So if you've got an email, a signature at the bottom of your um, email newsletters that go out to school, you know, you, you can always mention on there, you know, that you've, you've got an alumni component and, you know, promoting it there. But I, I think, you know, this is not going to be something that happens overnight. Certainly you can go for a bit of a, a full on launch and try and connect to as many as you can, you know, whilst you're interested. Uh, they say that if you don't do anything within the first 72 hours after learning something, you may never do it. So obviously I'm going to encourage you to do as much as you can in the next 72 hours. Um, but apart from that, um, yeah, see it as an ongoing thing. Um, a lot of people miss emails, a lot of people miss text messages, a lot of people miss direct messages via social media, as in like Messenger or something like that. So you just got to keep going and just be persistent if you, if you really want to track people down. Be able to download some of your publications for free. Yes, suewelson.com slash publications. And also my books are at researchgate.net. Um, so you're welcome to download this as well. You're also welcome to put my digital books in your school libraries as well. I'm more than happy for you to, to put those books um, on your school libraries. Copy your questions and answers. Yes, yes we can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, lose any functionalities? No, you don't. You, as I said, you just get the school profile um, access both a company and as a school profile. Yes, it is, Monty. Yes, Jeff, you must have done the video. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a fabulous video. I really love it. How relevant is the residential white pages now? Okay, a lot of people assume that yellow pages and white pages are not relevant, but Google looks at the information on white and yellow pages. So I do not suggest that you go out and buy some fancy display ad in, on those sites, but I do encourage you to make sure that all of your details are up to date and that the link to your school website is on the yellow pages listing because originally you couldn't get a link to your school website on yellow pages but now you can every phone number is allowed one link so definitely encourage you to do that uh, also i would encourage you to update your google my business location including your hours your um, posts you know there's lots of information you can do on that i'm happy to run a, another webinar in the future on google my business um, but uh, yeah it's don't underestimate having these other listings and make sure that your IT department knows about all these listings. So if anything about the school changes or you have to add on another campus, um, then obviously you can update those listings and, and keep everything current. Uh, Mel, thanks to a phone call when we have time sounds pretty good. Yes. Um, look, if I got a phone call from my old school saying, hi, Sue, you know, we just you know, found you online, I, I'd be really chuffed, uh, provided I answered it, of course, because, you know, a lot of people don't answer their phones now. Um, yeah, in most schools, who generally runs the LinkedIn profile for the whole school? Um, I often find that it work is done by the marketing and comms team, 
because they have the passwords and they want to make sure that everything goes out is on brand. Um, and one, I come out and do LinkedIn presentations for schools. What I normally suggest in the morning is I worked with the principal and, and lead teachers. I normally suggest I do a workshop for the students at lunchtime. I normally suggest I train up the careers, teachers and the marketing people in the afternoon. And then I normally recommend an alumni and local parents and community event in the evening. So yeah, LinkedIn covers quite a range of Educate Plus advancement professionals. And um, you know, like even for enrolments, I mean, what parents will do is they'll check the school out. They'll check the principal's profile out. You know, they're, they're going to do, uh, you know, when the school class lists come out, oh, you've got Miss Jones next year. Who the heck is Miss Jones? and uh, they're going to check you out so yeah um it, and obviously so all of you as individuals would have a linkedin profile that is the most amazing group of questions i've ever had i'll just go back to the q a and see if there's any more in here uh key points da, 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 independent online year 13 thank you vicky for that is in new zealand so yeah year 12 second last year uh, Leona, you mentioned that we could be able to download. Yep, okay. Set up LinkedIn under a fictitious name because then the account is locked. Yes, okay. Um, Sienna College has done this in Camberwell and the person's name is Sienna Dominican. And so they've got a personal profile for Sienna Dominican. And so the alumni connect to this Sienna Dominican uh, when they leave the school. Now, that's all well and good, except it is against the LinkedIn user agreement. So they run the risk of that Sienna Dominican profile being removed from LinkedIn. Now, it's not a high risk, it's a low risk, but there is a risk. So that's why I still encourage you to get your students to list your school in the education section. Uh, alumni page to a school page. Ah, oh, okay, yes, you could, and then merge them, I guess. Catherine, um, but probably worth talking to LinkedIn directly via help ticket on that. And as I said before, make sure you're, you're a member of both um, before you do that. We're gonna find the link. Yep, okay. So what I might do is, um, yeah, that, that link was in that, that's, that first way, which was, let me just read it out to you. Uh, LinkedIn.com, no, sorry. Uh, slash help, slash LinkedIn, slash ask, slash UP dash ANUP. Um, so yeah, in fact, I'll put that in here. We'll um, provide the slideshow as well anyway to yeah. all participants. So you'll be able to uh, access the, all of those links. Yeah, perfect. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Sheila. Um, any final questions? Uh, Speak now, forever hold your peace. <laughs> uh, as I said, um, please don't worry if you don't feel comfortable asking your question here. I'm more than happy for you to message me directly, just sueelson at sueelson.com. Um, and I'll be very grateful when I get this computer working properly. <laughs> uh, I still can't believe it. You know, like I teach computers, but when, when you're on a deadline and these things don't work, it's, uh, you know, very frustrating. Um, if anybody would like to share what's been most helpful today, I really appreciate hearing those comments. 
Um, I really appreciate the fact that uh, 134 people are still on the call, uh, you know, after, a, you know, we're, we're an hour nearly of your or valuable time. So I presume that all of this has been really helpful to you. It's, it's my great privilege to be able to share what I know with you all. And um, yeah, does your book read schools and LinkedIn have practical tools, including how do students set up a LinkedIn in a way that will help our school keep in touch? Uh, yeah, if you look at that LinkedIn for students and graduates, um, you'll definitely see um, some steps in there as to, to how to encourage them to do that. Thank you, Andrea, for all the tips. Yeah. Please let people know that they put the request to upgrade the school page. Don't expect confirmation from LinkedIn. Yeah, you, you just have to wait and recheck it. Uh, thank you, Alana from Arden Anglican School. Glad you found it helpful and informative. Um, definitely hope you enjoy the rest of your day for those of you who are, are leaving us now. And I'll just wait a few minutes more if there are any other questions. Thank you, Julia and Sharon. Did you have any other questions, Sheila, that you can oh, think I, of? I just think that that was an amazing presentation after our initial hiccup. Um, yes. Lots of information in there to process. Um, I'm looking forward to going back now and reading the slideshow again because yes. I was yeah so thank you so much for that sue um, and from all the feedback we're getting uh, very very positive um, yeah, i think you'll have lots of questions to answer <laughs> <laughs> that's perfectly fine and, and i welcome uh, connections on linkedin as well so yeah that's that's all really good uh the slideshow yes thank you jackie thank you camilla uh yes thank you catherine yeah, and, and, and thanks also to all those people who've seen me at other Educate Plus events. It's uh, nice to be able to pop up and reconnect. Um, you know, I really enjoy working with schools. It's a lot of fun. Perfect. Right, well, Sue, we'll call an end to this. And thank you so much for your time. And everybody, look out for the link in your email. As soon as I get a chance, I'll pop it up on our website and I'll send you all a personal email with the link to the slideshow and the presentation. Sue, thank you. Enjoy your new laptop. I will, absolutely. <laughs> now that I've got it, I can, you know, do, do all the settings and make it sure it all works. Uh, but yeah, the other one wouldn't give me the background, which you'd ask for. So uh, right. that was my main motivation for, for making this happen. So yes, no, again, right. apologies for the delay, but we got there in the end. We got so there in the end thing. and it was brilliant. Okay, thank, thank you. you so much, Sue. Thanks everybody for attending. See you all soon. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.